hostilities will end officially at one minute after midnight tonight, Tuesday the 8th of May. We may allow ourselves a brief period of rejoicing. Well, Mum and Dad, I've been wanting to write this letter for the last six years. The one letter which says that the war has come to an end and that they will be sending us home a bit sooner than we thought. As an ex-serviceman, it means a lot to me. It's part of my life. It's what we do and have done for many years. It's about honouring the past, but equally I think it's about making sure that we are marking and celebrating the present. On Friday the 8th of May, the nation will come together to commemorate the 75th anniversary of Victory in Europe Day. The planned street parties, gatherings, parades, concerts and events have had to be cancelled. Instead, the end of the Second World War in Europe will be marked by other virtual events. In this podcast from Telford and Regan Council, we'll be looking at how we can and will mark the occasion during the current pandemic lockdown. The lady whose job it is to organise Telford and Regan Council events will tell us what's being planned, and the council leader will share his thoughts about the day. On the 8th of May, on our Facebook, YouTube and Twitter channels, we'll be broadcasting material and performances that have been recorded just for us to share with you, to enjoy, to accompany your own virtual and socially distanced commemoration. We'll hear from some of them over the next half hour or so, including excerpts from a recorded performance by duet singers from Casey's. We'll also hear how VE Day was celebrated by a soldier 75 years ago in a letter to his parents written the day after VE itself, the letter now kept and read to us by his grandson, who's a member of staff at Telford and Reakin Council. And a bagpipe player who was meant to play at RAF Cosford on Friday will instead be performing in his front garden in Shorebirch, joined by thousands of other lone bagpipers around the world. First... A message from Her Majesty the Queen's representative in Shropshire, Lord Lieutenant Anna Turner. As Lord Lieutenant, I'm delighted to be recording this message to celebrate VED. Sadly, this is the way this year it's got to be because of COVID-19. Um, we can't do it any other way. On the 8th of May in 1945, King George gave a message to celebrate the Nazi forces surrendering and thank all those that had helped to bring victory. He thanked the armed and the unarmed, the men, the women, who fought and strove for our freedom, which is what we celebrate today. He thanked with a full heart all those who bore arms all civilians who suffered without complaint for six years of rationing and everything else it brought. He said they strove for our freedom and independence, which was at stake, and defended the liberty of the whole world. I myself can't help but wonder how I might have coped with the whole thing. That fear that fear of either going to the front line or of sending loved ones there, of sending your husband or your children, waving goodbye to them, knowing that they were probably not going to come back and the high risk they were under. 
Today I want to thank them for that huge sacrifice, the courage, the dogged determination the Allied forces showed. And also, at the same time, remember the fear for the prisoners that were still left behind on V-Day, still um, incarcerated. My goodness, they deserve to celebrate. They deserve to have those street parties and victory parties that they had on the 8th of May, 1945. Sadly, today, we can't do exactly the same but we'll do our best to replicate and remember the losses for our freedom. Ladies and gentlemen, Telford and Rekin, friends, family, and remember back then how much they must have celebrated and one day that will be us again soon.
My name is Councillor Sean Davis and I'm leader of Telford Marine Council. I shall be making sure that I come together with my own family at home for uh, the street party. I'll also be remembering those people in my own family that have died during the war. Also thinking about those past members and, and indeed current members of my own family that serve in the armed services. And I'll also be making sure that, like so many people I'm sure, raising a glass to our brave men and women. My name is Psyche Hudson. I'm the Culture and Wellbeing Services Manager for Telford and Rekin and I'm responsible for, amongst other things, events. Originally for VE Day, we had a plan to celebrate the 75 years with a full open day, as it were, one of our normal open day events to take place at Southwater and in the town park, inviting people to a sort of family fun day. We had a grant funding scheme to support local groups to come up with their own plans for for that day, for um, the bank holiday, the May the 8th and through that weekend, because essentially the national programme runs across that whole weekend in the original plan and there was going to be stuff happening on the Friday, Saturday and Sunday um, with uh, planned activity that people could participate in from a national point of view, but also encouraging people to have their own activities, street parties, fates, get togethers um, to celebrate that moment. The plan now is to cover it in a virtual manner really and encourage people to do stuff at home i want to describe it as a street party but it's a stay at home party i suppose a stay at home party decorate your living rooms decorate your gardens make cakes have tea and join us for a virtual tea party at 12 o'clock and then also to join us in celebrating with other pieces that we are putting together as a bit of a program for people to watch and to participate on screen with us through Facebook, Twitter and YouTube. We've got Bagpiper, we've got a bugler doing the last post and a town crier doing the cry for peace, which would have been part of the national programme originally when there was going to be the last post, the playing of the battle zoa and uh, also a cry for peace. So uh, we're trying to we're trying to cover the national plan, as it were, but in a virtual manner, if that makes sense. We're asking people to send us they're um, capturing their day of when they're actually doing their bit of celebration around VE Day. So sending us their photos and um, little um, clips of them enjoying the day. Uh, and we're also asking them to share any memorabilia or photos of family members, um, which we can then post as a gallery online so people can share in that as well. Um, if they're creating images, if the kids are drawing poppies or drawing bunting, um, that would be great as well in the same way they've been doing rainbows for the NHS. Uh, We'd love to see all those. So anything that people are creating, we'd love to see so that we can create a gallery that everyone can share in and we can use our social media to do that. I think it's really important that it's marked for two reasons. One, I think it's about honouring the past and making sure that those people who pay the ultimate sacrifice to ensure that we have freedom are remembered and we should remember those even though we are facing our own adversity at the moment. But equally, I think it's about making sure that we are marking and celebrating the present. And I think that both right around the world, but also more noticeably over the last 
few weeks in this country, the armed services have played a very, very important role in ensuring this this country comes through the current COVID-19 pandemic, whether that be organising logistical drops of personal protection equipment, or of course, over the next few days, rolling out mobile testing amongst lots and lots of other things, often invisible and not on the front pages of our newspapers that our armed services and our brave men and women are doing right now to help us as a country. Hi, my name's James, James Taylor. I work for the council in the customer service team. When I heard that the uh, council were doing some virtual VE Day celebrations, I thought I'd uh, send over just some information of my my granddad, John Taylor. I've also got a letter that he wrote um, just a day after VE Day um, telling his, his parents what he got up to. So I've, I've, I've got the letter here. I was just going to read through it, but uh, just a bit of background on John. Um, so John Taylor, he, he joined the Army Reserves in, in May 1939, uh, which was actually a few months before the war started itself. Uh, he was 18 at the time and was in the South Staffordshire Regiment. 
So after he joined, he spent some time uh, training uh, in England. Uh, in, in 1941, he was sent to Egypt and fought in North Africa, uh, and he was with the Royal Army Service Corps. Uh, so the regiment was involved in logistics and transport of equipment. After the Axis powers surrendered in North Africa, uh, he went over to Italy. Uh, that was in a, about September 1943, and he spent the rest of the war there. So by the time the war ended, uh, John was actually 25 um, so he'd, he'd spent the good, a good six years in the war. So we, as you can imagine, he was he was quite excited for the war to end. Um, and I've, I've got the letter here that he wrote to his parents. So I'll, I'll just read that now. Dear mom and dad, I hope this letter finds you in the best of health and happiness as it finds me at the time of writing. Well, mom and dad, I've been wanting to write this letter for the last six years. The one letter which says that the war has come to an end and that they will be sending us home a bit sooner than we thought. So to put everything right, let's hope the boat will be here soon. And now I will tell you about how we spent V-Day out here. Well, the first thing I better tell you is that we've been putting wines and beers away for V-Day. So you can see we were well supplied. Well, we started first thing in the morning, Bert and me, and by one o'clock we were on our way singing and shouting and telling the Italians that the war was over. So they got a big fire going and brought out their best wines. Well, all this went throughout the night. Drinks were going round and round until one by one we started to spark out. I think it was the captain who put us all to bed. All that Bert and myself know is that we stayed in bed all the next day. There was one thing that we did not do on V-Day and that was start fighting between ourselves like we usually do when we have these wines down us. So you can see we had quite a good time. But I want to say this, Mom and Dad, I would have given anything to have been with you when the good news came over. I'm waiting for a letter from you to hear you spent V-Day. I know one thing, and that is when I get home, I'll be home for good. So look after yourselves. I shall be counting every day that goes by now. I shall be very put out if they keep us here much longer now the war is over. And that goes for all of us. Well, Mom and Dad, I will close now. So good night. God bless your loving son, John. So that's the letter he wrote. Um, unfortunately for Johnny. He wasn't able to go home straight away. He was actually sent to Germany as part of the occupational force there uh, with the British Army of the Rhine. Um, so he was he was there until July 1946 when he finally left, um, left and got to come home. Um, I never got to meet my granddad, John. I unfortunately, died before uh, before I was born. But uh, I think it's important on um, VE Day that we um, just all remember uh, our family members that were part of the war and also all the people that were not able to come home. So I definitely encourage everyone to get involved during VE Day with the online celebrations that are going on. I'll be joining the virtual afternoon tea at 12 o'clock with a Cherry Bakewell and I'll be talking to my family about uh, John's service during the war and I'd, I'd certainly encourage if anyone has any relatives that were around during the war, even if they were at home, just to talk to them about their stories and yeah, just kind of reflect on, on those that didn't come back home. And if, like James, you have a story to tell, then we would love to hear it. Please email us. The address is veday at telford.gov.uk or send us a message to our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash telfordreakin. We'd love to hear from you. Before James's story, we heard from Nicola and Lisa from Casey's. Now, they were booked to perform in Southwater on Friday the 8th of May. Instead, they've recorded a performance of songs from the era, which you can see and hear by visiting YouTube, Twitter or Facebook and look for Telford Rekin. 
We heard earlier from Psyche Hudson, who's responsible for events in the borough, about the original national plan for commemorations, which include the playing of The Last Post, The Cry for Peace, and the playing of the tune Battles O'er. They will still happen, but now in the virtual world instead. My name is Matthew Johnson, and you're about to hear my recording of The Last Post. As a cornet player for Talford's Championship section, Jackfield Brass Band, I first played The Last Post as a 14-year-old for the British Legion in Dorley for their 11th of November annual armistice service. Since moving to Leeds to attain my BA Honours for Music, I have since qualified as a primary school teacher and for the last five years I have performed for the Nosal Parish Council at St Lawrence Church, Nosal, the parish linked to my first teaching post. It's a fantastic honour for the memory and tribute to all people who have and continue to serve us on the front line. An honour I hope to continue for many years to come. We will remember them. My name's Ian Poole. On the 8th of May, I will be playing my bagpipes outside my house in Shawbirch in Telford. I was meant to be uh, playing at RF Cosford on the 8th of May. Uh, I'd arranged with the guys at uh, the Cosford Museum to stand next to a mosquito aircraft, which was uh, on the go at the time, and uh, play the two tunes that I'll be playing on the 8th of May, which are VE75, which is specially prepared by uh, the pipe major of Norwich City Pipe Band, and uh, coupled with VE75 is a tune called Battle Zor. Unfortunately, because of COVID-19, nobody is managing to gather around in groups such as pipe bands etc uh, although I will still be playing as a, a lone piper I'll be playing outside my house here in Chobach and uh, the people round about will be able to hear what I'll be playing as an ex-serviceman I have done 
various commemorative occasions and this is another one which I can participate in despite the fact that I've now been out of the Air Force for 24 years and it's something I'm pleased to be part of and it's not just in the UK, it's around the world that Pipers have been asked to play. Following uh, an event on the 11th of November 2018 where bagpipers around the world were asked to play at 6 o'clock in the morning battles over twice through the success of that has then led on to uh, bringing pipers together for VE75 what happened in 2018 was the call went out asking uh, pipers in bands or singularly to play that specific tune battles over at that time because that's when World War II uh, had come to an end and the armistice was signed. I believe that on 2018 there was uh, every country on the planet bar two that actually had a representative playing at that time. And following the success of that, bagpipers around the globe have been asked to play for VE75 in the hope that the 3,000 plus pipers that played on 2018 will hopefully come about again for VE75 in 2020. As an ex-serviceman, it means a lot to me because uh, I love my service career. Uh, each year you would have uh, World Wars 1 and 2 being commemorated on the 11th of November and in my 18 and a half years I went and represented the Air Force on many occasions. Over and above those, I did a lot of other commemorative occasions. And as a serviceman, it's, it's part of my life. It's what we do and have done for many years. And it's also leading the way for those who don't actually see that as a, a commemorative occasion, as something to think about, even though they're not of the, uh, how shall we say, they're not of the environment where they would commemorate such things whereas in the military it's something that we do at least once a year Oh yay! Oh yay! Oh yay! On behalf of the Mayor and Leader of the Telford and Regent Council I ask citizens, one and all, please join this cry for peace that you now hear from me. Remember men and women, old and young, who died to make us free. The women left at home did not just sit and wait. They toiled in harsh conditions before dawn to very late. Factories, farms, other essential jobs. The women were quick at learning. They worked, some died, to keep the home fires burning. As we remember this special day, do not forget that every day is someone needs your aid. Do not put away your puppies, letting your memories fade. Celebrate with the knowledge 
that tomorrow is also a day to remember all the year round, not just the 11th of November. Let's thank all those who have gone before with their colours proudly unfurled. Join us as united we say, peace to the world. God save the Queen. There you heard Matt Johnson, who was recorded playing the last post in Dorley. Ian Paul, who will be playing his bagpipe in his front garden in Shawbirch on Friday, and Peter Taunton, town crier for Newport, with The Cry for Peace. Later this year, there are plans for further commemorations, which Council Leader Sean Davis will explain, and however you commemorate, we hope you do it safely, and that you share your experiences with us. Obviously, we are in lockdown at the moment, and and therefore Victory in Europe will be celebrated in a very virtual way but clearly another significant milestone in the end of the second world war was victory over japan which takes place um, in august and we don't know what august looks like at the moment in terms of social distancing or lockdown but we'll make sure that we do mark victory in japan day it's sometimes something that is a little bit forgot but i think it's really important as we've always planned to do by marking that particular day on the 15th of August. Advance Britannia. Long live the cause of freedom. God save the King.